Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Welcome to the best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. I'm here every day at Baldy NFL, as you can see on the screen, uh, on Twitter and Instagram and X and threads and all over. You can find it on the, the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your apps. Uh, click, like, share, all that kind of good stuff. We're here every day. I'm here every day. Just got done breaking down the uh, the Monday night matchup. Uh, Philadelphia falling on the final drive to the Seattle Seahawks, ending the Seahawks four-game losing streak back in the playoff mix now with a great effort from Drew Locke and a good game plan by Seattle and Philadelphia is reeling. And so let's tackle all of it. Let's tackle. Let's look. Let's just see what Seattle did and how they were able to pull this off. I think, first of all, you got to look at the defensive coordinator of Seattle, Clint Hurt, because I thought it was a very clever game plan. Wasn't really talked much about on TV, but, you know, they gave up 178 rushing yards. We saw a lot of big runs by, you know, uh, DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts, especially in the first half. They ran for 178 yards, 38, 38 carries, almost five yards a carry. But they had a method. And so what they did is they kept Quandre Diggs and Julian Love, their two safeties deep. And they were not going to let the ball go over their head. That was their game plan. That was the, how it starts. You know, they would give up the underneath runs, and you saw Kelsey pulling and Black and Bobby Wagner and a lot of that stuff, and that's true. And, you know, they uh, they didn't give up any sacks, and the Eagles played good on the offensive line, but they didn't get the deep shot. Not one. The, the, the longest throw that Jalen Hurts completed was to Dallas Goddard on a third down in the first half for 18 yards. They didn't get one explosive, explosive pass play. And what Seattle said was, this is what Philadelphia feeds off of. This is what they this is this is how they blow teams out. This is how they get to 30 points. They get the deep balls to AJ Brown and to Devontae Smith. They didn't do that at all. <clears throat> so the Eagles went up 17-10 in the third quarter. Did not score in the final 20 minutes of the game. They had four possessions in the final 20 minutes, up 17-10. They punted twice, and they threw two interceptions. It's not good enough. Uh, so you go, okay, what happened? Well, I thought Jalen got really greedy on the first throw to Quez Watkins for an interception in the end zone, up 17-13. There was no need to make that throw, none. Um, Julian Love really had nothing to do on the play. Like, he's just a – I mean, he, he's a free safety. He's up in the box. Like, he's the tight end stays in the block. Like, he just – he does what every good safety would do. Go look for work. And he just went looking for work. And Quez Watkins is not a good route runner. He's got straight line speed. But if you're going to run that route, why not put A.J. Brown in the slot and give it to your best receiver? Play jump ball with A.J. Brown. But I wouldn't play jump ball with Quez Watkins. So that was a mistake. I thought uh, Jalen was off. A couple third downs. Made the wrong read. Had Devontae Smith on third and seven wide open on a drag route across the formation. Uncovered. Broken coverage by Seattle. Doesn't see him. 
uh, forces the ball to A.J. Brown. There's there's a miscommunication between those two, and the ball ends up out of bounds. You know, and then at the end of the game, um, you know, they go to A.J. Brown, you know, try to – they don't have to make that throw. They still have time. They just got to get to field goal range. Field goal kicker's good from 60. He's got to get to the 40-yard line. They just need 15 yards. They go for it all, and, you know, Julian Love comes from the free safety position and, uh, you know, picks it off. I think that was that. And then I thought Seattle – Seattle – you know, they got Kenneth Walker going. I mean, he's he's a really good player. And Philadelphia has a lot of problems at linebacker. Nick Morrow, Shaq Leonard in there, trying to figure things out, made no impact in the game. Um, you know, they're a little lost there. They didn't get much of a pass rush all night. In fact, Kenneth Walker scores their opening touchdown of the game. Beautiful, I don't know, 22-yard run. I mean, it's third and one. The Eagles just sell out to stop the run. He bounces outside, picks up some blockers, and goes 22 yards for a touchdown. The classic Kenneth Walker plays. A home run hitter. He's been doing this now since rookie year, but he's healthy, and you can see it. He's breaking tackles all night last night, uh, had 22 touches on the night, well over 100 yards of offense. He was really good. But if you look at Drew Locke, I mean, it's really kind of the story. I mean, Drew Locke doesn't make a mistake. And then he, they get the ball at the eight-yard line with a minute and 52 to go. Ten plays, 92 yards, throws the game-winning touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's an absolute dime, one-on-one coverage with uh, James Bradbury. I don't know why Bradbury's like – I don't know why he, he allowed – I don't know how he allowed Jackson Smith and Jigba to get behind him. Safety's in the middle of the field. They're doubling DK Metcalf on the play. So it's one-on-one on the outside. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is a really good player. He's a great route runner. He separates. Obviously, he's got tremendous hands. On the play, it's interesting. They went 10 plays, 92 yards in a minute 24. On that series, Drew Locke wasn't pressured. He wasn't touched. He wasn't hit. He wasn't sacked. On the final touchdown throw, like they didn't have Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox on the field, the most important play of the game. He threw an absolute dime, though. There was no pressure, set his feet, made the throw. Uh, probably like he did for three or four years at Missouri and maybe a couple times when he was in Denver. But he's always had a good arm. He showed it off, and they win the game. And so the Eagles lose three in a row. They lose to San Francisco badly. They lose to Dallas badly. And now after changing coordinators, when they were 10 and three to Matt Patricia, who basically didn't blitz at all. Um, I didn't see him really do anything special um, at all. I mean, I didn't see anything that we go, okay, this is why we change coordinators. We're going to change things up. I mean, they've always played three safeties. Okay. So, you know, Kevin Byard's down the box, Reed uh, or Sidney Brown is in the box, one or the other, you know, and then they've got Reed uh, Blankenship. And they kind of play three safeties. All right, it's okay. But I didn't see anything really special. You see good tackling. I didn't see any uh, overload blitzes, pressures, nothing that the offense line of Seattle, who played very well, couldn't handle up front. So the Eagles go from flying Jalen Hurts out on a separate plane because he's got flu symptoms to changing defensive coordinators from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia. Like, this team is in trouble. 
And you can say, well, they just went through a gauntlet of playing Dallas and Kansas City and Buffalo and San Francisco and Dallas and on the road and say, oh, that's true. But they're not playing good football. The quarterback's not playing well at all. He looks there, there looks to be like some confusion. They haven't really figured out outside of pulling Kelsey on runs, they haven't really ever gotten an inside zone run just going, just moving people off the line of scrimmage where Landon Dickerson and Jordan Malata are just pounding people on combo blocks. Like they don't they don't play that style of run. They they kind of play a spread offense, spread running game. And it really, even though they ran for 178 yards and they took what was there, including running for it on third and six, uh, you know, they got to tush push. They do some things well. So what do the Eagles do? Well, they play the Giants on Christmas Day and they play Arizona and they play the Giants. I mean, they should finish the season 13 and four. They should. They should be favored in all three games, even though they're reeling. If they lose any of these three games, they're done and they're toast. Right now, they're sitting in the number five seat in the NFL. I think the number five seat because they're behind Dallas. But which it doesn't really matter. I mean, they wanted the number one seat. They still might get the number one seat because on Christmas night, you know, Baltimore's traveling to San Francisco. But they're not playing good football at all. And you can say, like, they haven't really played good deep. They've given up 30 touchdown passes this year, including the game winner in Seattle. Like, they've been giving up touchdown passes over the top. I saw Sam Howell do it week four to send the game with Washington in overtime. Like they haven't been good in pass defense at all, all year. So I don't know that changing defense coordinator is going to fix any of that. I don't, I don't feel, and having Darius Slay out, like it doesn't matter. Like they're just rotating corners in there right now and they're struggling, which, you know, so you go, all right, they play on Christmas. All right. Play the giants, giants, more awful against New Orleans. Let's go to Christmas night because that's the game of the year. The game of the year is Baltimore traveling to San Francisco. And I'll just say this. San Francisco just gave up 233 yards rushing to the Arizona Cardinals. It wasn't good. Now, they played without Eric Armstead. They played without Javon Hargrave. They had their backup tackles in there. But still, you know, Emory DiMarcado goes 48 yards for a touchdown against them. You know, and here comes Baltimore maybe the best running football team in the league, at least a team that emphasizes it. So while everybody's in love with San Francisco, and I am too, and I think they're the best team, like they're going to get tested, not just by Baltimore's rushing attack, because it's it, it's it's a diverse running game. They can line up in I formation, pistol, power pistol. They can run uh, counters and powers. They can run options and quarterback keepers with Lamar. They can let Lamar scramble. They've got a variety of ways of running the football. So that's, I'm sure the 49ers are blocking out the noise going, we got to get better against the run this week. And then if you flip it, you go, okay, everybody wants to anoint Brock Purdy as the MVP. And look, like he's having a phenomenal season. He leads the league in touchdown passes. But who cares? Who cares right now? Um, they're going to see the number one defense in football. And it's a defense different than Cleveland that gave San Francisco trouble. It's a difficult defense. Number one in the league. They're a matchup zone. They spot drop. Uh, you don't know what they're doing till the ball snapped. Uh, they take away the middle of the field. They pressure in ways that a lot of teams don't, whether it's Kyle Hamilton or Patrick Queen or Roquan Smith or corner pressure. 
Justin Matabike has got 12 sacks at the defensive tackle position. He's got a sack in 11 straight games. Nobody in the history of the game at defensive tackle has ever done that before. They've got a lot of strengths on this defense. And so Brock Purdy in this offense is going to get tested on Christmas night. Now, if they if they, if they they win the game and they answer the questions, like they are the front runners to go win the Super Bowl in Las Vegas this year. Like this is the last test. Yeah, they play the Rams final week of the season. They'll give them a game because the Rams passing attack is really good. And they gave them the game the first time they played them. So I don't want to say it's, you know, it's over, but it's basically San Francisco is going to get the number one seed, I think, if they take care of business. And Baltimore would like to lock up the number one seed uh, on Christmas night as well. So it's got unbelievable. It's like, uh, you know, the extra gift under the tree. The fact that we get to, after everybody enjoys the family time and the church sessions and the gift uh, giving and everything that goes on on Christmas Day, all the great things, Christmas night, we get to look for, like the schedule makers, again, they got this right. You know, they got this right on Christmas night, uh, San Francisco and Baltimore. It's a treat. Who knew that these two teams would be the two best records in football at 11-3 and and maybe a prelude to the Super Bowl? Maybe the best in the AFC against the best in the NFC. But San Francisco, you got to tighten things up in the run defense for sure. I'm sure that what Fred Warner uh, is addressing to his team, I'm sure it's what the coaches are addressing. And then I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan knows that he's got his hands full on offense against this defense. That's very good. The one thing I'd say is, as good as Baltimore is on defense, and they've given up the fewest points, They've been susceptible to teams running the football. The Rams ran it on them with Kyron Williams. Teams have run the ball on them. Uh, so that's something looking for the leading rusher in the league in Christian McCaffrey by a wide margin. Something to look for in this game against Baltimore is, does Baltimore do a good job of slowing down, shutting down, you know, defending Christian McCaffrey? And that'll do it today. That'll do it for the best football show. It's a holiday season. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas to everyone. I'll be back here tomorrow. I'll be back here every day this week. Looking forward to talking more football with you tomorrow. But thanks for joining me today. And uh, have a great Christmas week, everybody. <laughs>